Hey, everyone. Before we get on with the show, I just wanted to encourage all of you to get your COVID-19 vaccine if you have not already gotten it. COVID-19 vaccines are starting to become available to the general public. Getting vaccinated is the first step to getting back to all the things we miss the most. I just got my second vaccination of my Pfizer shot, and I am beyond excited to go give my mom a big hug. She can't travel. She is battling cancer. So it's just not something I was able to do. And now I can go see my mom and I am beyond excited to do so. So it's not just visiting your friends and your loved ones. It's supporting the hospitality industry, going to movies, all the things that we love so much, sporting events. All of these things can only happen if we all get vaccinated. And it's not just America. We should support this on a global initiative. It's okay to have questions like, should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? You can get the facts at getvaccineanswers.org. That's getvaccineanswers.org, one word, so you can make an informed decision. Please, please, please get your vaccines now. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry iced tea. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Doma Media. We have what has appeared to be the most popular, most requested podcast installment of the Dave Chang Show, Moif, otherwise known as My Opinion as Fact. Is and, fact. Uh, is fact. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Join with producer, supercomputer, Isaac Lee, who's here to take... Spot up half point three pointers, <laughs> half court three pointers contested, and we have my co-host Christopher. I never turn on the recording button, Ying, and uh, I'm glad that all you listeners are sending complaints about his shitty audio. That that makes me feel good, and I'm gonna just leave it here right now. I'm I'm gonna put my timer on, and uh, one minute you go. Apologize. Chris, for your bad audio. Did I have bad audio again? Okay. Um, when was the last time you had bad audio? Just for all the times he's done a bad audio. Oh, <laughs> just, just a, just just a, a composite. <laughs> yeah, so let me, let me pre-apologize for any future mistakes I may make in regards to my audio. Uh, let me apologize belatedly for any audio hiccups that may have been my fault in the past. 
And you know what? While I'm, while I'm just taking all the responsibility, if Dave ever fucks up his audio again, that's on me too, guys. <laughs> you guys can put that one on me. I'll take uh, that one for you. I feel like I have once again brought great shame upon the Ying name. Oh, the, no. the house, the house, the house of Ying. This is just one of those things that I think my children will have to, once they become that age when they can Google things and, and see things online, this unfortunately will be what they see of their father. Okay, Sheesh. one minute. One minute. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, of that, uh, what I appreciated was the Christ-like uh, burden that you carry. <laughs> carry the cross. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris died for your audio <laughs> sins, everybody. Chris, I don't like the fact that you're like, you're diminishing your own accomplishments, like as if your children are going to look you up one day and then they're not going to find all of the great things you've done. No, I'm pretty sure this is my legacy. You've done yeah. a lot of great things in your life, Chris. Mm, <laughs> like this is no, not, but- this does not supersede any of them. They're all eclipsed by this audio. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Shit. We're defined by the mistakes we make, not the good things we do, Isaac Lee. God, that's such an Asian <laughs> thing to say. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about some, some food things, shall we? Uh, let's just dive right into it. An easy one, a layup here. Black pepper. Overrated or underrated? Both simultaneously. Um, hmm. What do you mean? What is overrated is that every dish doesn't need black pepper. I mean, if you think about it, it's like blind. And also, I'd, I'd argue, because of black pepper, everyone more or less makes some version of Indian food. And what is underrated is the holy fuck moment when somebody probably from Europe tasted black pepper for the first time and was like, wow, this is, there's no comparison. I mean, having tasted fresh dried black pepper, it is unreal. Unreal. It is a Willy Wonka-like thing to get mm. high-end black pepper. And there's terroir. There's black pepper clearly from India, but Cambodia has Kampot pepper. All over the world, people are producing black pepper now. And they taste a little bit different, like marijuana strains or coffee strains or stuff like that. But most people don't use good black pepper. And that is severely underrated. What is criminally overrated is the crappy black pepper that is in most people's homes, restaurants, and stuff like that. Because uh, when you get the real, really good high-end stuff, it is very hard for me to describe just how flavor-packed, impactful it is. So I'm a big fan. So let me ask you, where do the best peppercorns originate from? Where do you get them? Like, what do you mean by high-end Black pepper. Like where it was grown, where it came from. No, no, but like around the world, you can get them shipped anywhere. Like if I'm an American who just like is willing to up my spice game and I just want the best peppercorns, like what origin should I be, should I be looking for? Well, there's like all these companies brands? doing this stuff now. Like the like Burlap and Barrel is doing these sort of like single origin spices and things. But I think the more general thing that you're talking about, Dave, and when you say, you know, the world is making Indian food is like black pepper is this ubiquitous thing. I thought for a long time it was tremendously overrated because every single chef and every single recipe would just sort of uh, automatically say season with salt and pepper. And I was like, why do I have to put pepper into everything? This makes that, no fucking sense whatsoever. That is overrated. Whatsoever. That yeah. is overrated. If people were using, using good black pepper, they'd use very little of it because it's so potent. Um, yeah. And I, I would probably say the best black pepper, and there's several, there's a couple places in Africa, 
But Kerala, Telecherry, you see Telecherry pepper, black pepper. That is a city in the Kerala region. And I've been to Cambodia and Kampot is where they have their famous black pepper as well. And I, I, I'm not the expert of black pepper, but I sort of jokingly say that's like the Burgundy versus Bordeaux of black pepper. They're the, the mm. 1A, 1Bs of the black pepper universe. We should probably get a, a spice expert to tell me how patently wrong I, I am with whatever <laughs> I just said. But um, I think what is underrated is green peppercorns. Um, mm. What is overrated in Western cuisine is the use of white pepper. I think white pepper mm. pairs better with Asian food and in Indian food and food from Southeast Asia. I don't think white pepper pairs well with French food, and I never understood why we use it so much. It is so, so, so strong, but I also think it's underrated. Um, but I also think most recipes don't need black pepper. What was that? So that moment you're talking about, we were shooting uh, season two of Ugly Delicious. You were with Asha Gomez in Kerala, I believe. When you when you had that that aha moment where you tasted that black pepper being dried for the first time, I've never asked you what was it just like black pepper times a million or was it just a completely yeah, it, it, unfamiliar? It was thing? like that everlasting gobstopper moment in Willy Wonka where you taste it and you bite into it and it's a very long flavor. It changes. Mm. It's very uh, spicy up front and it and like if you have say black pepper ice cream, which is something that can be delicious, it's a very long burn. And it's a very mm -hmm. gentle burn, but this goes from like supernova, like boom, and it gradually dissipates and it's incredibly floral and fragrant. And it's like part of your, in your, in your mouth. And mm -hmm. it comes from one of these things that you sort of just bite in your mouth. And then you understand how this was considered black gold. You, in that moment, it was, you know, one of those epiphanies for me where you're like, oh, this flavor, if I never had anything like this before, if I was uh, from Europe in the 15th century and I taste it and imagine how fucking shitty that food was, yeah. you know, there was no spices. Spices didn't exist in Europe. They had herbs, but spices, I mean, that changed the whole fucking game. Yeah. Imagine with a spice trade or the Silk Road or somebody from Europe tasting what is natural for the people of India and Southeast Asia to taste something that they've never had before. I think about that moment a lot. I really do. Because somebody from Europe was the first person to taste this. And I always use the benchmark of having fresh squeezed orange juice for the first time or having the best ice cream or whatever. It's like, I don't know. For me, the best way to describe it is... I, that like you grew up drinking tang thinking that there was no such thing as real orange juice and you taste real orange juice so they're just gonna be like oh my god that comparison is probably like 100x less than what probably was the first time when somebody tasted it and their mind exploded it was probably like the equivalent of having like lsd for the first time i was you're just like, gonna say it's gotta be like it's gotta be like that kind of high dose lsd moment because you're seeing Prior to the like the 15th century, like you're talking about, Chang, I think about this too. There was no spiciness. That no, was not a perceived the most taste. garbage food ever produced in the world was Europe pre-spice <laughs> trade. Most garbage food ever produced in the world. Easy. The flavors didn't exist because you know the New World, New World, America and Africa, they got it going on. Basically, <laughs> Europe with the shittiest food up until the colonialism. 
you know, they, they didn't have anything. It was total fucking garbage other than roasted meat <laughs> with salt over a fire. And listen, I am not a medieval expert, but I'm just going to say it. This is my opinion as fact, but I feel pretty confident about my opinion here that it is fact that the worst food ever produced in the world was from Europe pre-spice trade. And um, no. listen, the Aztecs and, and the indigenous people of America were eating awesome. There was chili pepper. <laughs> Chocolate, chili, all of the good shit, corn, all of there these things. There was nothing, nothing in Europe. It was garbage. And you know what they were really good at? Creating plague. <laughs> spreading plague. Spreading plague. <laughs> and, and, and like hoping Nostradamus was going to be right. You know, that's what they were good at. And, and, and uh, anyway, I think about that first time somebody from Europe tasted black pepper because outside of that, you know, there was no spice. Chili comes from Mexico and South America and potatoes. All the, Think about all the foods that we now eat coming from different parts of the world that were not explored. And that person that tasted it was like, I got to get back home. I got to buy as much of this as possible. And I, I'm basically going to become Pablo Escobar. You know, and, <laughs> and, and, and traffic this shit because people are now going to be seeing... It's like looking at the world in black and white and finally seeing it in Technicolor. <laughs> and that's the yeah. best way maybe I could describe it. And yeah. black gold, black pepper changed the fucking course of civilization. That is not an understatement. Black pepper is the Wizard of Oz moment for cuisine, for European cuisine. It's a, it's a continent of adults that had the same moment as a baby does when they accidentally taste something spicy for the first time. <laughs> Just like, you're like, Oh my this? God, I can make my shitty food that my <laughs> boiled water rabbit, whatever with rocks and make it taste a little bit better. My hot rabbit water can now taste a little bit more <laughs> like something. <laughs> that giant drumstick water. that I watched the King eat that I don't get to eat. is probably going to be fucking awesome now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so black pepper fucking severely underrated and it's not only form. underrated black pepper dishes in general uh, highly underrated uh campot pepper green peppercorns roasted uh, like stir fried with crab over fish just peppercorns in general like the actual peppercorns not being used as well or even sort of becoming like the secondary component of the dish that you see in places that grow black pepper. We don't have anything like that. Black pepper crab, unbelievable. White pepper crab, unbelievable. You know, Europe, Europe's had hundreds of years of, of stealing it, but they came up with carbonara. They put yeah, it they on really pasta. They really honestly like haven't done fucking else. shit. They haven't like done shit with else, black pepper. They, like everything else, they put it on pasta. And that was the big innovation. Sorry, Europe. Okay, well, on that note, let's move on That's here. It. That's it. We're done. We did it. <laughs> Back we it up, talked everybody. <laughs> round and round, and we, we accomplished absolutely what we wanted. Uh, Nobody knows anything more about black pepper than when we started. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's move on. Shrimp cocktail, overrated or underrated? The greatest culinary invention by white people of the last 100 years. It's honestly one of the greatest fucking things ever made. <laughs> Clearly, somebody was like, I got to make something with a bunch of nothing. I got some, you know, <laughs> jarred horseradish ketchup and an old half lemon that I kept in my refrigerator. And I, you know, this is totally an accident, probably made by somebody that was blind drunk on five martinis. And they made something. <laughs> and 
whatever happened with a dash of Tabasco, it is a marvelous creation. And yeah. it's one of the very few times I'm pro using ketchup in a, re- in a recipe. It is that delicious that I'm willing to overcome my, my version of the putrid ketchup as an ingredient in recipes. I like it on French fries and certain things, but I don't like using it as an ingredient per se. But shrimp cocktail, when done well, it's one of the most sublime things you can eat. I really believe that. I also like the name, shrimp cocktail. Yeah, it's clearly because somebody was fucking wasted. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a <laughs> yeah. fucking gross name, to be honest with you. Uh, shrimp Louis versus shrimp cocktail. Is it even a fight for you? I love a Louis, man. Louis like, you know, hmm. I don't know. Iceberg lettuce, fucking shrimp Louis, Louis dressing. It doesn't eat a shrimp cocktail, though. It doesn't. Mm. But okay. again, you, you got the Swan Oyster Depot, and that's awesome. You know, and that's the move really, the, the move really is one of each, please. Shrimp cocktail <laughs> and shrimp Louis. One of each for each of us. But if know. you had to choose one or the two, you're taking shrimp Louis over shrimp cocktail. If I had to choose one of the two, generally, generally speaking, shrimp cocktail. But if we're talking specifically Swan Oyster Depot, it's Louis for me. There, I would go Louis there. Man, that's one place I I, I miss eating. Fuck. One of my favorite restaurants there. in the world, Swan Oyster Depot, because they sort of treat you like shit, and I love that. I love the <laughs> restaurants where you have to... No, no, no. They don't treat everybody like shit. They treat you well if they like you as a person that knows how to eat. And that's no mm-hmm. different than a lot of the restaurants that are in Japan. Because another thing that is a, I wanted to say in the last podcast about predictions, unequivocally, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have a lot of clubs. Eating clubs, mm. taking a page out of what's happened in Japan. A couple of those restaurants have done well in America over the past decade plus, but you're going to see a lot more eating clubs. And even though Swan Oyster Depot is open to the public, how you get treated in there is like a club. 100%. 100%. And uh, if you're a local, much love. If you're a tourist, give me your money. <laughs> Hope I never see you. It's 100% true, man. Swan Oyster Depot, like I've seen, you know, if you're a local or regular, the fucking restaurant opens at a different time for you, basically. <laughs> like you can walk in at a completely different hour. And one of my favorite things I've ever seen in any restaurant establishment was because they get a lot of takeaway orders and the person, there's like that yellow phone right there next to the cash register. And and sometimes I couldn't believe I saw this. It kept on ringing and ringing and ringing. And whoever was in charge was like, just let the phone fucking ring. Let it fucking ring. (laughs) And the whole dining room was like, and I'm like, yes. This is amazing. <laughs> oh my god! I don't fucking care. Oh Let my it fucking god! Ring. <laughs> so true. I remember Fuck like these you people. and I. <laughs> Fuck these people trying to order food. I don't give a <laughs> shit. It's like speaking to like the. I mean, it's true. Like not only that, Chang. I've I've you've stood in that line. We've stood in that line together. Davis stood in that line for two hours to eat there. Like, like they don't. There's not like special treatment unless like you're truly like the regular there. Like Dave stood outside, waited. We stood and waited for the whole goddamn thing. And then like we got to witness that amazing scene. Zero zero fucks. These so are good. my favorite kinds of restaurant. Not because they treat you like shit. There's no bullshit hospitality of like, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. But if you prove oh. yourself as an eater, you get yeah. treated like fucking, yeah. you get treated like a Welcome. god. Treat me like shit. And <laughs> I'm going to still treat you nicely. You know, it's like, no, whatever. Just, you know, leave me a nice tip. It, <laughs> you know what it is, Dave? It's, it's, you give me five stars. I give you five stars. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. the fucking It's attitude. the real thing is like, hey, if you're a fucking dick, you know, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So and good. I, 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 re- I appreciate that. Yep. It's a meritocracy. 
Um, speaking of things that white people invented that are good, how do you guys feel about a traditional like Caucasian brunch, like a white Anglo-Saxon brunch? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I, if I was able to become totalitarian despot dictator, one of the things I would abolish immediately is brunch. Wow, <laughs> wow. I am, I am completely the other way. I love brunch. <laughs> no. It's unnecessary. No. I, 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 uh, what do you love about brunch that you don't like about breakfast? What's, what the fuck is the point of brunch? It's, you, you're you eating a club sandwich? Well, do you no, get a you're, burger? You're eating breakfast with alcohol. Yeah, I can you do can that. do that. You can do that you can with do that breakfast. whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking no, about? No, but it's like a socially acceptable way to do so. Oh my God. Like a mim- oh, bottomless mimosa, whatever, Bloody Mary brunch is one of the least socially acceptable things I've ever seen. I've never seen more horrible people than a fucking <laughs> champagne mimosa brunch. It is not socially acceptable. It is a fucking loophole in the system of civilization. Is I'm the just fucking go mimosa brunch. I know that sometimes I, I've been adamant about serving brunch at our restaurants. We've done it and we still do it. I don't like it. But we, you know, people really love it. I'm clearly in the minority, but I'm just gonna say it in general, it's fucking amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's amateur hour. Why? Why do you want to fucking tie one on at 11 a.m. on no. a Sunday? God, that's, no. the, that's the fucking nightmare. It's no. truly amateur hour. No, and again, again, amateur hours going out Friday and Saturday night. No, <laughs> you you should go out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Don't go out Friday, Saturday. That's when you fucking stay in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me add this to the reasons why it's amateur hour. As people who like to eat, why would I combine two meals into one and yeah. reduce my eating opportunities by one? Are you fucking why crazy? Would I, why would I want to eat at the most like crowded <laughs> fucking time possible and and like not have really any choice whatsoever? I have poached eggs with shit on it or pancakes and, and waffles. Like, no. Like, if you like to avoid people as I do, brunch is a, my, my nightmare scenario. Dim sum, Ooh. I'm 100% okay with. Not just okay, mm-hmm. celebrate. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. dim sum is a pro move. Brunch is an amateur move. If you want to be an amateur, go eat with the rest of the amateurs. It's okay. Brunch wow. culture has even kind of fucked up dim sum because dim sum in Hong Kong is open at like 6 a.m. I can get that shit bright and early. And mm. because there's such a brunch culture here, my dim sum restaurants don't open until 9, 10, 11 o'clock. And I'm just like, dude. I want to know this why. You know why brunch is stupid? I can get lunch. <laughs> I can, I can lunch. have breakfast and I can have lunch. And you know what's stupid? On <laughs> even more stupid, the brunch menu fucks up my lunch menu. <laughs> because now I have like things that shouldn't be on my lunch menu that are like brunchy, and it distracts yep. the cooks. They got to make some fucking stupid poached egg bullshit. No cook likes making poached eggs at brunch. I promise you. <laughs> Why? Oh, All yeah. of a sudden, is Sunday or Saturday the time people eat brunch? I mean, poached eggs. <laughs> for fuck's sake! Like it truly. That's makes communion. No sense. That's a communion with your fucking God. Put the poached egg. Seriously, <laughs> stop. Just stop. Just fucking stop ordering poached eggs. You don't give a shit about poached eggs, and the only reason you eat it is so it is like masked by the hollandaise sauce. That's it. <laughs> Wow. I did not think I was going to stir the pot this much. Uh, And if your feelings are hurt, if your feelings are hurt listening to this because you're a fan of brunch, maybe I'm right. Maybe (laughs) you're feeling bad because you know deep down that I'm right. (laughs) 
We are sitting on the bench on the JV team while while you varsity starters are out there eating dim sum. You know what the worst thing in the world is? Is standing in line for brunch. Why don't yeah. you stand in line yeah. for brunch? Yeah, that's the worst. Like, no, never do that. All you people that are like going to like… I'm sure there's some people when like restaurants get back to close to full capacity, if we can ever staff shit out, are like, oh my God, can't wait to go back to brunch. It's the fucking best. <laughs> no, I'm asking you, just deep down, ask yourself if you are overly excited to get fucking super drunk, to eat like a fucking maple pecan waffle or some fucking <sighs> Japanese pancake, whatever. Again, I'm a hypocrite. I don't. I'm sure we're gonna sell brunch stuff. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you do, if you have an overwhelming sense of joy and optimism about eating brunch at 11 a.m. and bottomless mimosa, or like nibbling on a celery from your Bloody Mary, <laughs> I'm asking you just delay your gratification and go to your local dim sum house first. And if yeah. you don't like it, then that's my fault. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. to take that responsibility. Just stop eating brunch and go eat a dim sum. There. That's the moral of the story. Fuck okay. brunch. Go eat a dim sum. That's a t-shirt right there. That's a message from AAPI. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Um, okay, moving on here. The electric kettle. Overrated or underrated? What's an electric? Oh, like a, like that. No, that's… A- Ooh. It depends. Are we okay? Wait, wait. We have to. We have to clarify because there's two kinds. There's the Asian kind that sits full and hot all the time and dispenses hot water that that all of our moms, I believe, have. And then there's the whatever I'm heating hot water for my single origin pour over coffee. Now I think that the fucking giant hot water jug is severely underrated, and I bet Dave agrees. I think that all of them are underrated. Mm. The Korean version is what you see when you go to 7-Eleven and it's just like coffee's already in it and you just like press down. But there's an electric version of that. Works great. That is a very uh, Asian household purchase to have uh, next to your toaster oven and microwave. I also think that uh, British people and Australian people all have some kind of uh, tea kettle, electric tea kettle that you just add water and, you know, it's like a... What is it called? Hot plate type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'd say Americans, for the most part, do not have this. And I think it's underrated. I use it all the time. But I will say, since California water, where we're living right now, we need a, a, a water filter. We decided to get bottled water, not bottled, the, 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 the tank water, the big yeah. jugs. This has been a game changer for me. It has the hot water valve. Yeah, Holy the little yeah. faucet. That's yeah. what we got now. That's a fucking, that was an eye opener. We got that too. That has changed my life for the better. And um, we still use the hot water. It's on, it's probably used like half a dozen times a day, the tea kettle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about French fries inside the sandwich. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. All right. 
How do you guys feel about French fries inside the sandwich? Overrated or underrated? I don't understand it. You don't understand it? Like as a move? Why would you do that? Here's, here's what you actually need. I, French fries in a sandwich suck, I think. Potato chips? Underrated. Potato Little chips, crispy, yeah. crispy shoestring potatoes. Like in a fritas, like in you get in like a, a Cuban sandwich, fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But French fries, I don't, I don't understand. I like, I, 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 I don't even necessarily know if I'm down with. I know Dave has expressed love for this, but I don't know if I'm down with the fucking California style French fries in the burrito. To be honest with you, mm. with starch inside of starch, so this feel like overkill. No, 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 not for that reason. <laughs> There's no such thing as there no. There you what? go, hauling a fucking three from <laughs> what did you just do? half court. That's how I feel shot, about it. You just shot from the inbounds pass on the other hey, side. Hey, man, of you the need court. an amateur perspective sometimes. As an amateur, as an amateur what? eater, when I eat no. French fries inside of a burrito, a California style burrito, it feels too starchy. There's like not enough like juice. Man, I, I retract whatever I said because I can't be on the same side of the fence as, as an anti starcher. Double, That's double. You're complaining about anti starcher? Starch? What's going on here? It's too. It's like too. Like uh, in Korean, it's like papake. It's like dry. Don't drag the. Don't drag the Korean people into this. Um, I'm just. I just said a Korean word. We don't even. I don't even acknowledge anything you said. All right, whatever. (laughs) The Apple Podcast comments are right. You guys are too mean to me. (laughs) Come here, say hello. Oh, Hugo's here. Hi, buddy. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. Hey, Isaac. You're wrong. I love wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? say? He did say, not say I was wrong. Yeah. Say, I love double starch. Double starch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> double starch. Yeah, oh, right. Can we add, can we have Hugo saying double starch as like a little tag on the end of every show? Just after sure. everything Yeah, that's done? a kicker. Yeah. Say, I love you, everybody. Love you, buddy. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, one, once more for the mic, Dave. Can you get him to double starch once more? One more? One more double starch? Can you say one more time? Double starch? Double that. Double starch. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> He's really becoming he a really good speaker. Set. He's yeah. so good. Double I starch. I love you. What a good kicker. Let's use that. Let's use that. Um, all right, so it looks like I'm gonna get bagged on if we continue on this this uh, yeah, path no, here. Yeah, no, I, I I apologize to the listenership. Sometimes, <laughs> for us to really appreciate good in this world, you need to encounter terribleness and evil. I'm and the foil. I'm the foil. That's basically what happens. So, Isaac Lee's like the In and Out French fry. You need it to make God. the hamburger look good. God, I thought I really thought like I was gonna be the foil by saying I'm not sure about french fries in a burrito and then Isaac you just took it to some fucking crazy place man well I guess I guess I guess Isaac you don't like eating rice with noodles (laughs) oh he doesn't oh my god I mean I I mean I really actually don't but that's for a different day let's move on I don't want I don't want to continue I guess you don't like eating potatoes rice and noodles Jesus Christ triple starch uh, life man it is I actually don't I don't think that would taste good I'm gonna fucking Piers Morgan walk off this fucking show man I'm just out I'm out. Listen, your your Korean language is way better than mine, but man, you're basically eat like how I speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> That's pathetic, man. That's you're a pigeon eater, dude. Pigeon eater. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh my God. All right. I'll carry that burden. Um, and I, Chris, you know, I think I would like to think that I'm I'm shielding you from the criticism by taking it all myself. Oh yeah, uh, for two sure. Two Christ-like figures. Way to go, everybody. 
Um, let's move on. Beer gardens. How do you feel about beer gardens or beer halls or? Now we're talking. Now we're that talking. That kind of atmosphere. <laughs> Fuck brunch. Say yes to beer gardens. Wow. Okay. So good. And it's simple. You know, the only thing that's on the menu, big steins of beer. One is a smaller size and then there's a larger size of beer. Mm-hmm. And then just sausage. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need. You don't need no poached fucking eggs. Yeah, the best it. part about it is is cold German beer. No fucking IPAs. No triple IPAs. No, no, no fucking whatever. It's just cold, beautiful, light German beer. I mean, what something that Koreans weirdly have adopted. The Korean beer hall. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a weird combination. And I'm for it. I love that the one thing that Koreans took from Germany and Austria are the beer gardens. Great. <laughs> How do you it. feel about Korean beers in general, like Heights or Kass or Cloud? It's all the same. It's all the same. Delicious, watery <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess on that same kind of train of thought, but a little bit probably a different response to this one. How do you feel about hard seltzer, like a Bud Light seltzer? I have never tasted one, and I oh, will never haven't. taste one. You haven't had like even like a White Claw? I've had a White we Claw. We did this. We did White Claw. We already done White Claw. Yeah, we did White Claw, but not hard seltzer. And I, I'm I'm never going to drink a Bud Seltzer because I can drink a Bud Light, okay. which is a seltzer. <laughs> I drink a Bud Light because it is seltzer. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I don't need seltzer that's a beer is this it's like an oxymoron what is the deal is is are why are they so popular right now is it because is it a, a caloric thing are they lower calorie gluten-free is that sort might of what it be, is yeah they're technically like light beers right it's like 90 100 calories per can i do <laughs> like drinking seltzer that has hops in it infused because it tastes something like a seltzer it's seltzer but like not a hard seltzer uh, no again i can't answer it because that would not exist in my universe. <laughs> in your ideal world, when you go to your happy place, that does not exist. I would get the Infinity Gauntlet just to get rid of hard seltzer. Just snap it out yeah. of existence. Yeah. Okay. My, my one wish, my one wish is that. Not world peace. Get the fuck, <laughs> get, get out of your heart. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, I got criticized on, on, the, uh, on Recipe Club when we did a Martini's episode for being like a kind of pessimistic or depressing drinker because I'm like about efficiency. There's something really pessimistic and depressing about the hard seltzer thing where it's just like, I don't like the taste of it. I don't want the calories. I just want the alcohol content so I can get back out there to this foam party and fuck it up. You know, just like, I don't, I, I think it's like very pessimistic. I understand like, I don't want to drink alcohol but I want something to drink. I want a, a beverage, a non-alcoholic beverage to wet my whistle while I'm hanging with my friends. I get that part of it, but there's something very pessimistic about like trying to like maximize drunkenness. I think we should flavor. do a live episode of Bad Movie Club where we drink hard seltzer with our fans while watching <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, God. And every time you cry, you have to take a drink. God, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And I'm all for it. Let's let's plan I mean, it. Because like, I, I just think you're like, wait, what am I doing? Like, yeah. if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink like Nicolas Cage. I'm going to drink yeah. like this. <laughs> I'm going to be such a mess. cirrhosis of the liver. Let's schedule it. Um, okay, hard left turn here. How do you feel about memory foam? In a mattress, in a pillow? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> 
Come on, dude. Oh, man. I don't like it because you get stuck in it. Yeah. I also don't like to roll off a memory phone and everyone to see how big of a hole I just made. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also gross when you're at the mall and you go to Brookstone. You know how many fucking heads I've laid on that memory foam? Disgusting. Oh, oh, yeah. Just to test it out. Oh, probably fleas no. in there. Memory foam can be good if it's no greater than uh, hmm. like three inches. If it's like six inches plus, that's a Venus flytrap. You could die. Oh, <laughs> it's a sarlacc pit. I uh, I have actually I'm a I'm a firm bed man I'm a firm bed guy oh, I'll wow. sleep on a board. Yeah. The older I get, the more I'm like I look at the floor. I'm like that might be pretty good. <laughs> It'd be, it's, it's nice and cool. It's nice and cool. It's very Asian of you guys to like a firm mattress or firm. I bet uh, you Isaac. Do you like a soft and plush, squishy cloud? No, you just like no. A, just, a cloud, I like it huh? kind of like a regular. Mattress. I remember always wanting a waterbed because in the early 80s that was like promoted all over media as like a waterbed. Dave, no. And then finally getting one, I'm like, this is the worst fucking bed in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's the worst (laughs) idea. Worst bed in the world. I will tell you what's the shittiest Asian product for sleeping. And it's not sleeping on a tatami mat or on the floor. It has nothing to do with them. And it's right out there with red beans as one of the worst inventions of all time with food, but it involves beans. The bean pillow. Oh no. Yeah. It's sheer sheer punishment. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please stop. And let's just Google what, so like, well, no, if you don't know what we're talking about, good for you. Cause you've never laid on one. You know, you know what it's like if you go to the gym, they have those like, those bags of sand that have mm-hmm. handles on it and they're like 20, 40, 60 pounds. That's basically the shape. It's a, it's a cylinder. It's like a foam roller, mm-hmm. right? Filled with fucking cannellini beans. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a prison sentence. <laughs> and, and some people, some people really swear by them. And I, I don't understand. That is, I mean, or or the only way that could even be seen as uh, acceptable is the Korean hoarding mentality and preparing for the worst day possible, like worst case scenario. It's like, I never know. I, I have to store as much food as possible. So, you know, it's a two-in-one situation. It's an emergency food source. It's an emergency yeah. food source. If the invaders come while you're sleeping, you can just take the bag of beans with you and you can and eat for a couple of days. you don't know what I'm talking about, for all the Asian people listening, if you are in agreement, the world knows. We're just sending out the good vibes. Let's get rid of this bean bean pillow and and <laughs> let's make sure that we eradicate it from this world. It's third on my agenda when I become despot leader. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to how many votes that's going to get you. It might be a small but vocal minority, but yeah, every every vote counts, I guess. A, a single issue voter, you know, that they're gonna yeah. <laughs> go for exactly. this. Fuck the bean pillow. There. <laughs> Yet another T-shirt that's coming God, out. Of these this. opinions have been wild today. Just oh, all yeah. over the place. Oh yeah, European food pre <laughs> pre colonial European food, the worst food of all time. <laughs> Best white person invention of the last hundred years. Like, from cocktail. If we, listen, if you could rank food throughout <laughs> the inception of human sa- Homo sapiens, right? Yeah. The worst food ever made by any group of people is clearly Europe from forever up until they started to take over the world. Yeah. It's from the beginning of humanity until the 16th century. They weren't even in the same game. 
Because listen, uh, you know, I, 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 at least I studied some of the Manhattan Indians and the food that the Indians ate was glorious. Lots of oysters, lots of venison. The only thing that they didn't use too much of is salt. And I'm okay with that because like when you're eating fresh vegetables and berries and you're getting salt from the ocean, like it's just such clean eating and it would be so delicious. And they made these like really nutrient dense breads. It'd be great. You know, the food from Mexico and South America, unbelievable. The foods of Africa, very, very flavorful. Lots of herbs and spices, delicious. Europe's got nothing. And that's why I think if you have to think about who made the worst food in the world, it's clearly Europe. <laughs> Up until the 17th century or so. We're going to get so many comments that, about like how, how much we hate white people on this podcast again. I'm not saying... I, no, you said that. I didn't say anything. I'm just saying what had the worst food. Listen, Isaac, think about it. If they didn't agree with us, they wouldn't have enslaved everybody. <laughs> they wouldn't have stolen everything from India. Uh, if, if, Europe, if Europe loved their food so much, they wouldn't have done everything in their power to find better food. <laughs> yeah. They traveled into uncharted waters for months at a time just to make their food taste yeah. a little better. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by the European Council. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna answer a few more of these before we wrap it up. But I just want to shout out a few people who gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, that's three. Tried to give us seven stars. Uh, thank you. That's three. Nice work. That's three. Okay, Kiki of fifty gave us five stars, and I, but I want to address something because this person said, "I love the swearing. I love the pretend laughter." Do people think we're pretending to laugh? What's pretend laughter? Well, these are all genuine laughs. Dude, I don't what? understand that. I've seen a few of these where people think we're pretending to laugh. Like they must that, be that... talking about my my laugh. I've never oh, your really laugh. genuinely laughed on this podcast. <laughs> it is true. Chang goes ho 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 ho. Um, oh my god SPG writes gave us five stars five stars for caring love the conversation about leaving a great station in the kitchen for someone you may not see uh, Samuel 9249 a conditional five star review this is important Christine listen up I love this podcast and recipe club too it's a great community podcast and I really look forward to it every week I am giving it five stars but I swear if Chris Ying doesn't record his audio one more time, I will remove this rating and boycott all Chris Ying-related podcasts. Chris Ying, yeah. be better. That's my dad. <laughs> That's your I'm just dad. kidding. Tiger Parenting. My dad wrote a review. Thanks, Dad. Uh, I'll see you soon. I'm actually, I'm actually going to say this even thinking about it. Austria, Aboriginal food. Oh, yeah. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Australia. Delicious. Really, really, really good. Use of a lot of forage ingredients and i remember just hearing i was like this is how at least when we we're near in western australia that's how they had eaten there for forever and it was delicious so i'm just genuinely saying i know we said it as a joke but if we had a rank europe would probably be right there as the worst food you know this is like we're putting a cap pre-17th century the worst food in the world ever made was european so let me let me just play devil's advocate. When did when did like cured meats and things like that come into play? Because that was some deliciousness coming out of Southern Europe. You had some of salt. that, but that always, so, I mean, before peppercorn, salt was gold. Yeah, so everything was salt based. Salt yeah. was coming from you know Morocco and the Atlas Mountains. 
Look at me with my fucking actual historical knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, salt, everything was salt based for sure. Like that, the 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 best thing they could do was like the salt preservation game because you also had like salt cod. It was just salt. But you're right. As far as blandness goes, there was no other way to make your food taste like anything. But I'd even argue pill pill or bacalao, a lot of the Portuguese and Spanish dishes using bacalao are with tomatoes and peppers. Mm-hmm. That's true. The good I ones, love bacalao. for sure. I love bacalao. Goddamn. But also made with potato. Hmm. Where'd Wrong. that come from? Didn't come from Ireland. South America. Ding, 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 ding. I'd like to hear from actual European historians if, if Dave is right. No, what? Um, Why do we want to hear? What? <laughs> don't fact check us, actually. No. What the fuck? The beautiful thing about arguing this is how can anyone prove me wrong? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How can anybody prove me wrong? What evidence are they going to have? Here's who I want to hear from, Isaac. I would like to hear from an immortal vampire who was alive throughout the 14th and 15th century in Europe who can come and say, like, actually, our eating was very good. So, Count Dracula, if you are listening to this podcast for some reason, please write in at askdavidmajordomamedia.com. For some reason. Dracula's a fucking fan, dude. Right, right, right. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm sorry. I even say the food of Russia. I don't know how far back... Borscht and dill, but that's delicious. And obviously food from the Middle East, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Really, the worst food in the world genuinely came from Europe. Uh, it, clearly, and that's not the case now, but using the Jared Diamond gun germs and steel approach, it was total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. How do you feel about... Ma- Hold on. You think people are going to get mad? I do. Yeah, yeah which is why I was trying sure. to hedge it. We'll trim it down. You really think people are going to get mad? I think some people are going to be like, these people really hate white people. I don't know why you would get mad about this joke because it's like, well, of course we wouldn't. What does this have to do with you? Are you a 15th century European person? All right, all right, all right. We'll see if we're going to keep this in. We are having a meta discussion about us (laughs) talking about European food pre-17th century being bad. Are we going to leave this in, really? Yeah, maybe we do. This part we leave in. And we don't know because we're, we're, we don't, we're, we clearly aren't trying to offend people, but it's a joke based on some historical evidence. You know, it's, it's not even a joke, Dave. It's like an, it's an intellectual exercise to do to actually think about for a second because like for, for, it is a little bit thinking about like the European fucking hegemony of, on, on culture. And it's like, yeah. actually, it kind of sucked for a long time. Like, yeah. just think about that for a minute. You know, things we think of as permanent now are not permanent. And I'm not, it's not. That's all Dave, I'm saying. Dave loves fucking Europe. He, you love, you love eating in France, Denmark, wherever, Spain, Italy, but there was a time when you did those places didn't have pepper. It didn't have spices, herbs. Like it was bad. It's not a joke. It's just the truth. If it wasn't terrible, they wouldn't have, you know, <laughs> taken over the world. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that like maybe people will consider this to be some sort of like us bagging on white people again, but it truly isn't. It's just, it's, it is a joke. And it's also like, I don't think there are any 15th century European listeners to this show. So if there are, <laughs> If a fucking vampire is listening to this and your food was wonderful in Transylvania in 1440, yeah. well, listen, sorry. I, I think I want to know is if you're a listener, please send in. And if you're a food anthropologist, food historian, please send us some dishes made pre-New World discovery, pre-Asia discovery, pre-Indian discovery of what these dishes were. You know, what did people eat and 
I want to know, is it still consumed today? It's a legitimate thing to ask. I don't know. Maybe some meat pies. I don't know. Maybe Heston Blumenthal has it on his menu, menu at dinner because there was like meat, fruit and stuff like that. Clearly there were berries, there were fruits and stuff like that. But I don't know what it tasted like other than what you see on like Game of Thrones. You know, a big <laughs> turkey leg or a big, you know, hunk of meat roasted, salted. Pigeon pie. So... I, I don't know. So if there is something that we're missing that is a, a, a super delicious item from 600, 700 plus years ago when civilization like sort of domesticated itself in continental Europe, let us know. So genuinely. Genuinely. Uh, I have a related, overrated, underrated because I, you know, I was just thinking about that Game of Thrones era, medieval European court eating. And one big thing I remember reading about is like the stunt beast, right? It'd be like a, a pig stuffed inside of a cow with four chickens inside of it with a goat inside. And then like, you know, the, the birds inside of a pie, whatever overrated, underrated Dave animals, meats stuffed into other meats. I think it's overrated. It's a tremendous amount of work to do a, a, a turducken or meat stuffed in another meat. And I've had haggis before. It's not something I like to eat, but I think it's a beautiful history, the story of haggis, which is considered, I guess, meat and meat. And I guess sausage is considered meat and meat. But I think what you're really talking about is more. Uh, I'm talking more like, like a, a whole chicken animal in another. Yeah. In a duck, in a turkey, and that turkey's in, you know, a goat <laughs> and put the goat in right. a sheep carcass and put the sheep in a ostrich carcass and put the ostrich carcass in. <laughs> A veal carcass and put the veal carcass and a cow carcass and put the cow carcass and, you know, going all the way up. Into an elephant. Yeah. 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 Elephant. You just now taking it too far, Chris. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Dumbo. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I think Uh, that's a, I think I don't understand. Will you talk a little bit, but where do you stand on this one? Because I know you got a lot of respect for him. But like Alain Passard does a lot of those kind of like chimera mixed meat. You know, he like, he'll, he'll strap a a rabbit to a, a pork or whatever. How do you feel about this, those crazy things he's doing? Um, I'm sure he's just bored. <laughs> it's a pandemic. <laughs> and that's, that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah just boredom. <laughs> the Franken roast meat thing, I don't think exists. <laughs> but you I'm know what's sure. a great word? Chimera. Underused. Mm. Good word, right? Mm, great, great word. Great word. I think people should use it as a curse word. Great word. Chimera. Chimera. Yeah. Chimera. Bloody chimera. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Let's let's start using Bloody it. Bloody chimera. Uh, um, we got to wrap this up. Let's No, talk. I got one more important one. Sorry. Oh, okay. I got okay, one okay. more, Isaac. Okay, okay, I, got a, okay. I got a pertinent one for me that I want to ask. I, I know you're generally not a big leftover guy, Dave. I know you don't love leftovers. But uh, in general... What's the oldest you'll eat leftovers? What's the oldest leftover you'll eat? Three days. In general. I'm not talking about like preserves. I'm, I'm going to say three days. Three days. Yeah. What about you, yeah, Isaac? Three days. Uh, I don't, I'm, I think I'm, I'm so, I'm so fat that like, I don't allow You've leftovers. You've never had leftovers. I've never had leftovers. <laughs> no, I've never had leftovers over a day. <laughs> oh, you, they've never survived for more than a day in the fridge. Okay. If I know, if, if in the back of my mind, I know that they're, are leftovers in the refrigerator, I'm going to eat it within 24 hours. 
Isaac is undefeated versus leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never lost. I'm the Floyd Mayweather. You're the yeah, you're the John Jones of Right. <laughs> <laughs> leftover leftovers enter, they never leave. Uh, I mean, it's one of the worst feelings when you see leftovers and and you're like, I should take it out. I should throw it away. But you don't because you're just like, I don't want to spend two minutes cleaning this up. You just leave it there. And there's nothing more demoralizing than seeing like a container with like three pieces of something that you know are never going to be eaten. And it just. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a special kind of hell. Every time you (laughs) open your refrigerator. (laughs) That's that's the moment I'm talking about. And then. Here's the truth. I mean, like, I will eat them week plus. And there are a couple of times where I've seen, where I've already resigned myself to what you're talking about, Chang, where I'm like, this motherfucker is never getting eaten, but it's just going to mm-hmm. live here in the fridge just because I don't have the, I don't want to sh- have the shame of throwing it away and cleaning up the thing. But occasionally I'll push it and I'll eat one of those that I've already declared dead. And uh, I did that last night. And guys, my tummy hurts. I'm paying yeah, the price you today. Think? <laughs> you know, you know what's also funny in a in a professional kitchen. You're cleaning your walk-in every night, in a deep clean every Sunday night or so. I hate cleaning my refrigerator. I I, I can do it in a a, a professional kitchen because it's a walk-in. There's stuff you can move around, but cleaning a regular home refrigerator is not fun. I have a kimchi fridge. I have like a $99 kimchi fridge. I got online. It's in our garage where we store all our kimchi and fermented goodness. That door opens into a microbial wonderland of stuff that's growing in there out of shells. And I just, I just, I should clean it, but I can't. There's like a spell. There's a powerful spell that prevents me from cleaning what I know needs to be clean. And I'm waiting for that night to come in and, 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 and save the day. So, if you know of anybody that can like come in and, and, and like break this curse and the spell, please let us know because this fridge has to be clean. It's a fucking powerful dragon that's in there. It's a dragon that has severe, intense garlic breath. And, oh God. and, and I don't know what else is growing in there, but it, it can, uh, you know, it can do some damage. It's like Disneyland for bacteria. Yeah. Um, okay. We have to wrap this up because you have to <laughs> record another podcast. We booked it back to back today for some reason. Thank um, you so much, Isaac Lee. We're so sorry if we hurt your feelings on this one. Feel free no, to eat fine. double starch or not to eat double starch or triple starch. <laughs> I've been working with my therapist and meditating. And every morning I genuinely say I shouldn't make fun of anybody, yet I do it every time. So <laughs> you're the reason why I'm never going to get true enlightenment. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, the one, the I'm, the, I'm the final <laughs> obstacle. And I'm just blocking your path to becoming a, a better a fucking, person. What a fucking apology. I love I, it. I'm, I so love it. At, I'm too attached to you. I can't quit you, Isaac Lee. <laughs> it feels too good, man. It feels um, too good. Do we want to do best thing you ate this week or do you just want to wrap it up? Best thing I ate this week. Oh, I guess we're doing it. Okay. We'll talk a little about it. I had a kebab that I will not name because Chris and mm. I are working on a long-term kebab project. And I'm going to just say this right now because I don't want to blow it up because my good friend gave me the the spot. It is across the street from where we used to film Ying, oh. the Chrissy show oh. before it got shut down for COVID. Mm. It was there the entire time. I went there at 9.30 in the morning and I was told you have to order potatoes. When I ordered the potatoes, he just straight up said, I'm not going to make those for you. 
Like, <laughs> I said, I, I, my immediately, my my heart skipped a beat, and I fell in love with this place immediately. <laughs> He's like, seriously, it's nine thirty. I'm not gonna make that for you. And I was like, can I live with you? Can I learn from you, master? <laughs> it was right after eating. I was like, this might be the best restaurant in Los Angeles. I all really right. mean that. And I'm just going to leave you guys all with that. Mm. They're out there, folks. And let me tell you what. It's got one of the worst fucking Yelp reviews you've ever seen. It's got like two stars. And I think that uh, I might just go digging for trash and all these reviews that have historically really, really, really bad Yelp reviews because this place is just gives me life. And I'm going to go back there this weekend. So I think you should say it, Dave. In the interest of bringing business to this, um, no, 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 I can't, I can't. I already, I already spoke to the man. He said, "I don't want it." Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> what? What? Like, why? I already spoke to the owner. He's like, he likes his setup, man. Oh, okay. He, he, he likes doesn't want to get blown up. He doesn't want. He doesn't want. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. I asked him. He doesn't want it. He said he'd think about it. He doesn't want it. But I'll let you know that it's there and it's delicious and. This should encourage all of you guys to find the best thing you eat at places that are relatively undiscovered, places that are in business, have been in business a long time. But when you look up or you read some reviews or whatever, it's like, I think you should put away your computer reviews and go out, go forth and just eat. Now is the best time to do that. And don't go to the restaurants that you normally would go to. Uh, all restaurants need it. But man, this was this gave me life to realize like, oh, man. This is amazing. I'm sure there's many more restaurants like this out there, and uh, I can't wait to find it all. Give us five stars yeah, on our iPod page. How <laughs> will you rate this podcast? Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was that.